What is up, guys? Back with another episode of Custom League Blues. I'm your host, Jay Shaw. Not too much action happened yesterday, uh, April 1st, but we're also going to cover a little bit of today, April 2nd. So yesterday, the Twins and the Nationals played a two-game set. Twins taking both. Dominant offense from the Twins, uh, winning the first game 6-1, to then 10-4. to A lot of power bats on that team woke up. A good Nationals pitching rotation got hammered around for the first time all year, really. And uh, I just think it was a team collapse in general. The Twins are just hot at the right time. So they won that one. The Mets beat the Twins 9-8 to right after that. So good game from the Mets there with the new owner, uh, the boss Felix V2, playing pretty damn well. The Phillies beat the Twins 8-3. to And then the Rangers and uh, Twins played a game, and the Twins beat the Rangers 9-4. to So the Twins' bats have been rolling as of late for the most part. The Mets win another close game against the Rangers, 11-10. So this Mets high-scoring offense, uh, the power bats are waking up that we know that they have, such as Alonzo and uh, Conforto, things of that nature. The Rangers played the Phillies in a close one and beat them 2-1. These are actually sim games. My apologies, the ones I'm about to go over. Uh, Basically, the Phillies owners have been having a lot of trouble lately getting his team together, so we have simmed the games by default. Uh, so basically, every team from the sim point on did beat the Phillies. And after those sim games occurred, we jump into a... Sorry, I'm going down this list now, guys. Give me one second here. We jump into a game between the Padres and the Twins. And the Padres beat the Twins 4-0. So, Padres pitching rotation did a really good job there, blanking the Twins 4-zip. And then they played another game, and the Padres won 2-0. So, it looks like the Padres were relying heavily on their pitching. Who knows who they were going And I wish I could view the box scores for these games, guys, to go more in-depth. But, unfortunately, I just don't have all those details. Maybe one day we'll figure something out. We're still in the early stages of this podcast. The Padres finished their set with the Twins and won 7-6. So, like I said... I said the Padres would be a dangerous team, and it's looking like they're closing in on that top spot, sitting 15-5. and five. They have four games left on the year. If they can win three out of those four, they will be the number one seed uh, as of right now going to the playoffs. And speaking of playoffs, we're going to round out the talk. So the Rays are obviously in first right now, 17-7, and seven, with the Padres closing in on that gap start, uh, at 15-5. and five. The Angels are sitting at 13-6. and six. The Mets at 11-6, the Rangers 13-9, Twins 12-10, Nationals 10-10, the Phillies finished the year 5-19, and and of course the Brewers in the basement at 0-24. So I think it's clear who the 1-2 and seed are going to be, and I think it's going to be Padres-Rays, could be Rays-Padres either way. Phillies have been hot, but they still have some hard games coming up. I believe they still have to play the Nationals on a three-game set, and I think they have a couple other games to play. The Mets are a sneaky good team. They're getting hot at the right time. The Rangers uh, have, I believe, at this point in their season, they have two games left on the year. And they're sitting at 13-9 and nine right now. So if they can get two more wins on the season, they may be able to take that three or four spot. Twin season is pretty much over. They have two games left to play. I don't think... The Twins would have to win out to have a shot, and I don't think it's going to happen. The Nationals are at 10-10. and 10. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs either. The Nationals have four games left in their series, one against the Mets, three against the Angels, very hard opponents. 
I've seen the Nationals maybe taking one or two of those. I'd finish the year around 500 at a 12 and 12 record. So I think looking at this in uh, a retrospect and a deeper look, I think the Nationals and Twins both finish their year around 500. Twins could be 13 and 11 or 12 and 12. I think the Nationals will finish 12 and 12. I think they'll finish the year on a str- on a high note, but not make that playoff mark. I think the Rangers, looking realistically at their roster, will finish. Uh, looking at their team, will finish the year 14 and 10. The Mets are playing hot lately and have some good wins. I think the Mets may finish the year 15 and 9. I'm going to say 15 and 9 for the Mets. I think they finish the year out 4 and 3. So the Rangers will sit in that fifth spot, just missing the playoffs of 14 and 10. I think the Mets finish 15 and 9. The Angels have. A good amount of games left on the roster, and it's really hard to tell where they're going to go. Sorry, not on the roster, on the season. Really hard to tell where this where this Angels team is going to go. Realistically, the Angels have, as of right now, five games left on the year. I think they could finish 15-9 and nine as well. That would be 2-3 and three in their last five. Possibly 16-8. and eight. I'm going to say... To as my predictions right now, and we'll analyze tomorrow or Saturday. I believe Saturday when the season ends, Padres win the league eighteen and six, or they get first place in the league eighteen and six. Rays seventeen and seven, Angels fifteen and nine, Mets fifteen and nine, Rangers fourteen and ten, Twins twelve and twelve, Nationals twelve and twelve. Uh, again, I can see the Twins getting thirteen and eleven, but it just shows how tight this league is. A lot of even teams. There's not a huge gap from top to bottom. You know, we, we, we see that the Rays had a really good year. Uh, but all that rest time could be really tough coming into playoffs. We don't know if it's good they're going to get too, too rested or who knows, not used to playing the competition within the league. We'll see what happens. You guys are going to follow me into my kitchen as right now I'm whipping up some pasta because your boy's hungry and I got to check the dang water. I don't know, something like that. Anyway, looking into this team and uh, looking into this league in further depth, I'm going to give you guys some breakdown of some guys I've played with and talk about their strengths and weaknesses. This should be a shorter podcast, maybe only 15, 20 minutes long. First guy to analyze is the owner of the race, Hunter Ward. This guy's going to beat you with his bat. Point, uh, case in point, his team is good. He hits a lot of bombs with guys you wouldn't expect to hit bombs, so his team is sneaky in that aspect. Uh, as well, this team has good enough pitching to get by. Uh, they give up three, four, five runs a game, but they, they score seven, eight. You know, So, yeah, the Rays will drop one here and there. Maybe they have an off day in the rotation or just who knows or the bats aren't waking up. But every two out of three games, this guy was probably going to take you deep and probably going to beat you. That's just my personal analysis. I notice he's a big bat kind of team. The Padres... I got to say the Padres are probably one of the most well-balanced teams uh, in this game. Owner Ryan Shaw, or, um, he is—he's a dude that when you play him, he's going to beat you with his his game management. He knows when to pull a pitcher. He knows when to bring one in. He knows who to play against what pitcher. He knows when to put a runner in motion. When to steal. Uh, he's really good at just game management side of the of the game. He's not winning a lot of games 10-2. He's not winning a lot of games 8-3. It's always like a 4-2, 4-3 game that he eat, that he ekes out because of his management. Uh, moving on to the Angels, I have yet to play the Angels this season, but it seems like they're a team that 
uh, it's just been on the consistent upward swing. So whether that's due to more bat production, maybe better pitching production as of late. But in the, in this, in the during the year, he started out very. Uh, the team started out very poor. So I think maybe the Angels are a kind of learn as you play kind of team where he'll pick up on your strategies and and match to that and play to that level. Or maybe he's just getting consistently better and just becoming a tougher out. Another team uh, is the Rangers. This this Rangers team is a power bat team, no question. They're going to beat you with the bats. They live and die by the power ball, by the power swing. Uh, Their pitchers live and die by the fastball, it seems. I don't really think they have that much pitching in general, but that's just what I've observed from the Rangers is they're just a power bat team. They score a ton of runs. Moving on to the Mets, I've yet to play the new owner, but the Mets seem like a team that is also getting high as of late and just going to be with uh, heavy run production. Scoring 11, 12 runs a game as of late. I think they won a 10 to 9 and 11 to 10 game. So this seems like a team where the pa- the bats are waking up. Like I said, like uh, like Pete Alonso. Some of the guys on the team were hitting some bombs. Just a team that's going to beat you with the bats. Just like the Rangers. Just like the Rays. <clears throat> Moving to the Twins. This team's bats have also have also waken up lately. I think the Twins are just an unlucky team, like the Nationals. They have they play really well, but they just lose some games based off of some bad luck or misfortune or and a couple mistakes here or there get uh, they get taken deep but the Twins have a good team overall the pitching is pretty decent uh, they, they have a pretty good bullpen and a lot of guys that can put the ball over the fence top to bottom power in the lineup again just a team with a little bit of misfortune moving on to the the um, Nationals now to round it out the Nats are a team that has just had bad luck throughout and uh, the pitching has not been too hot as of late they were the best pitching team yesterday, but we're going to see uh, in the stats that probably goes down in terms of ERA. And I think the Nationals are a team that just, they know how to hit the ball, but they don't know how to bring the runs in. A lot of singles, a lot of doubles, but they can't manufacture those three hits in a row or, or they can't get the walk here to get a run in or the bunting situations don't go too well for them. They just seem like that kind of team. And, uh, yeah, I, I just don't think the Nationals have that complete team to, to do much as of late. And then the Phillies, it's not really worth talking about them too much. Uh, they haven't really played a full season due to some uh, due to some issues with the owner, the owning the owner staff and things like that. So that's the breakdown of the teams going into the playoffs. What we're gonna see in these pat in these last couple days, my predictions for playoff ball. If the twins can win out their last two games, maybe they got a shot at that fourth spot. But it's looking really tough for the most part. So that'll be all, guys. Have a good one. Sorry if there was a lot of noise in the background. I was in the kitchen. I did have the fan on for, this, for the heat. I was cooking some pasta. I don't want the steam to set off any alarms or anything like that. Anyway, guys, I'm going to uh, have a podcast up tomorrow as well. This was a short one today. Not much action in the league. But trust me, tomorrow, Saturday, when the league's over, you're going to have a nice, good podcast to sit back, relax to as we dive into the playoffs. Looking forward to it. This is another episode of Custom League Blues. Have a good one, guys.